going to ask the ushers to come forward at this time. We're going to take up our offering. If you'll prepare your tithes and offerings tonight. tonight everybody loving Jesus loving your families says uh, keep your friends close and your enemies closer I believe it's uh, amen love your friends but love your enemies more <laughs> praise the Lord pour out that love on them brother Ken preached last week on loving your enemies amen sometimes you gotta heap some coals on their head amen I remember there's a time in my life where I had some folks that weren't too fond of us and they were neighbors of ours and we had the ministry and amen they had all kinds of interesting stuff to say and do I remember we just began to pour out love on them we began to take them and bless them with some really awesome food cook them breakfast on Saturday you know just heap coals on their head amen I mean you know when the ter person you've been talking bad about for the last year or so just brings you over a nice beautiful warm breakfast it's one of two things you either amen not sure what to think or you think they're trying to poison you amen one of the two think maybe they that God thing that they're talking about is really real amen I remember doing that Heather would cook them up breakfast amen and we'd take it over to them and we'd take some food not the bad food not the food we didn't want the good food you know anybody can take the food in their pantry they don't want and give it to somebody amen God is good, amen? The Bible says, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who persecute you. Amen? God is good, amen? All right, Brother Jay, pray for our offering tonight, please.
this time we're going to dismiss the youth. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise for the youth. Amen. practicing for the Christmas play. Amen? I believe. All right. If you have your Bibles, let's open up to 2 Chronicles tonight. 2 Chronicles and 26. And I kind of touched on 2 Chronicles uh, on Sunday. But I want to go a little bit further. 2 Chronicles chapter 26, starting in verse Four. Second Chronicles chapter 26 and verse 4. If you haven't say amen. Alright. The word of God reads. says he did right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done he continued to seek God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding through the vision of God and as long as he sought the Lord God prospered him now he went out in warred against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jabna and the wall of Ashad and he built cities in the area of Ashad and among the Philistines and God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians who lived in Gerbal and the Minyanites and the Ammonites also gave tribute to Uzziah and his fame extended to the border of Egypt for he became very strong moreover Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate and at the corner buttress and fortified them and he built towers in the wilderness and hewed many cisterns for he had much livestock both in the lowland and in the plain and he also had plowmen and vine dressers in the hill country and the fertile fields for he loved the soil Moreover, Uzziah had an army ready for battle, which entered combat by divisions according to the number of their muster, prepared by Jewel, the scribe, and Maziah, the official, under the direction of Hanea, one of the king's officers. The total number of heads of the household of valiant warriors was 2,600, and under their direction was an elite army of 307,500 who could wage war with great power to help the king against the enemy. Moreover, Uzziah prepared for all the army shields, spears, helmets, body armor, bows, and sling stones. And in Jerusalem, he made engines of war invented by skillful men to be on the towers and on the corners for the purpose of shooting arrows and great stones. Hence his fame spread far, spread afar. For he was marvelously helped until he was strong. Look, look at verse 16. But when he became strong, his heart was so proud that he acted corruptly 
and he was unfaithful to the Lord his God. For he entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Let's pray. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, your Holy Presence here tonight, God. We thank you for every man and woman here tonight, Lord Jesus. Father, let me communicate a word, God, that will impact, a word, Father, that will prosper, a word, God, that will help us be more effective and to live our lives for you. Father, you are faithful, my King, and we thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. And Lord, through your faithfulness, it allows us to be faithful. So, Father, I just thank you, God. I thank you for every man and woman in here and every child in here today. I just pray blessings over their lives. Bless them, God. Bless them coming. Bless them going. Spiritual blessing, physical blessing, financial blessing. Father, release it, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you and praise you, Jesus, that you are faithful. I thank you, God, that, Lord, we're even here today, God. It's all because of you, Lord. It's all because of you. Father, forgive us for all of our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. I want to talk to you today about a subject called, if you'll put it up there for me. You got it? I want to talk to you about blind spots for just a moment. Amen. And one thing about it is we can be going through life sometimes and we can begin to encounter some things, uh, what are called blind spots in our life. In other words, it's kind of like when you look in the rearview mirror, when you're driving a vehicle, there's certain areas in where it would be considered a blind spot to where you can't see another car coming or an individual or whatever it may be. You can't see in that certain area. And the same way is with our Christian life sometimes is we can begin to encounter blind spots and things that we can't see in our lives that are actually there and they can begin to hinder us, amen, in regards to our walk with God. And so I want to share with you a little bit today and I want to talk to you about King Uzziah for just a moment in Second. Chronicles and King Uzziah, amen, is the successor and also the son of King Amazah, which I was talking to you all about on Sunday when I was speaking to you about serving God with your whole heart. And I shared with you a little bit about King Amazah and I shared with you about how he started out in a way where he really wasn't doing anything wrong in the sight of the Lord. He was walking in a way overall that you would consider pleasing to God. But one thing that was not right was he wasn't serving God with his whole heart. And I shared with you about how that began to lead him in a direction to where he began to step into compromise. And before you know it, Amen. He was worshiping idols and worshiping other gods. And then before you know it, amen, he was completely, completely walked away from the Lord. All because of 
the fact that he wasn't serving God with his whole heart. He wasn't in sin. He wasn't uh, doing anything wrong. He just wasn't giving God his whole heart. And as a result, it led to his demise. Amen. It led to his spiritual death and it and led to destruction in his life. Now, I want to jump forward just a little bit and I want to talk to you about the next king. And I want to talk to you about King Uzziah. I've heard a preacher preach one time and he named the topic Uzzah the Uzzah. Amen. Uzzah the Uzzah. But I want to talk to you tonight concerning uh, King Uzziah, amen, the successor of King Amaziah, amen. And really what you begin to see here transpire is uh, kind of a, a consistent thing. They start off good and end bad. I remember I preached a series and amen, start strong and finish stronger. Amen. It's one thing to start this thing, but how are you going to finish it? And one thing that we begin to realize as we begin to walk, you know, this thing out, this Christian life, as we begin to run this race, sometimes we can begin to find ourselves with some blind spots in our lives, some things that we can't begin to see that begin to creep in and they begin to affect us in a way, amen, that can be catastrophic if we don't begin to identify it and repent of it in our lives. You know, it's one thing to start off on fire, to start off committed, to start off walking in obedience, to start off, amen, refraining from sin, from worshiping the things of this world or whatever, but realistically, amen, we've got to keep that going. Salvation is great. Amen. Being born again is wonderful. It's necessary. Amen. It's crucial for the Christian life. You're not a Christian if you're not born again. You can say you are, but you're not. If you're a Christian, you're a born-again believer. Amen. You've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you notice I say Lord and Savior. But when we look right here about King Uzziah, amen, King Uzziah came in at a time, amen, where he began to take the throne of king and as a result, it began to fill the hearts of the people of Judah with renewed hope. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs, amen, when a righteous man is, rules, the people are glad, they're blessed. When a wicked person rules, amen, it's contrary to that. We see it even in this country, amen, depending on what... Our president is, is it a God-fearing man, amen, or not? You see it all over the world, amen, but we happen to live in this wonderful place called America. Thank you, Jesus.
But here we are, Uzziah begins to take the throne and the people of Judah begin to have their hearts filled with a renewed hope for their lives and for their future. And like I said before, the last two kings of Judah, they had started well, but after a while had led the kingdom back into idolatry. And as a result, when they were led back into idolatry, then it began to bring judgment upon the nation. Are y'all with me today? And as a result, both of the former kings, which first was Joash and then Amaziah, met their death, amen, due, amen, to their faith. Are y'all with me today? And when we look at this, amen, Uzziah, like his father and his grandfather before him, King Uzziah began his reign well. He showed great promise as a godly ruler that would lead Judah back to God and the restoration of God's blessings. But over the years, amen, as God had blessed him, a secret enemy began to invade his heart subtly. Somebody say subtly. You know, one thing about it, sometimes things that begin to creep into our life, amen, or blind spots, so to speak, sometimes they come in subtly and you don't even know that they've entered in. That's why it's such a blessing for us, amen, as children of God to have something called the Word of God, which is a mirror for us to look into and begin, amen, at that point to see where our life is. To see whether we are off the mark, amen, or we are on the mark. And of course, each and every one of us are examining ourselves and looking, amen, how we can become better and more like Christ and how we can walk, amen, more righteously and more holy, amen, and more, amen, in a way that God would have us to do that, amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. So all of all the all of a sudden, amen, subtly this enemy, amen, that Uzziah likely wasn't aware of was happening to him to give him a f- blow in his life that was even fatal. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. good. Now, just to kind of give you a little history, y'all heard about what I was reading, right? Y'all begin to hear of the life of Uzziah and his life, amen, as king was very successful. Are y'all with me today? You know, I'm going to tell you this, sometimes success can begin to have a versatile or negative effect on a man or woman of God in their life. Can I get an amen? When things are tough, when, we, when, th- when there's adversity, when there's challenges, 
Amen. When we're having to press in, it's easy to begin to rely on God. But what about when everything is going good? Or what about whenever God begins to bless and restore things and put things back in place and begin to prosper you and begins to take you forward? When he begins to put a little bit of weight back on you. Hello. Or how about take a little weight off of you. Amen. Some of us were real humble and we were real, you know what I'm saying. Uh, we, we, you know, we were good and then we got all in shape and we got all fit and then we think we're somebody. got some muscles that are good for nothing but looking at hey when I used to work out when I was younger I used to tell them I said look these muscles amen they're just for looks amen you want to find out if a guy's in shape put him out there amen do, do, doing some work with a shovel or something right Ted that's a whole nother level God is good, amen? amen? There's different types of being in shape, amen? But sometimes success can be one of the most challenging things in our life. Sometimes blessing can be one of the most challenging things in our life. And I want you to realize this because, you know, God wants to bless his children. God wants to prosper his children. God wants, amen, to pour out good gifts on his children. Are y'all with me today? If you hang around long enough, amen, and you stay the course of this thing, Amen. I'm not saying everything's just going to be simple and everything's just going to be perfect. Amen. But you are going to be living a blessed, abundant life. Can I get an amen? Because that's the type of God we serve. He's a good, good father. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Everything belongs to him and he likes to pour it out on his children. And so what we see here, amen, is we see King Uzziah starting out good. As we look in the scripture, amen, verse 4 says, He did write in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amazah had done. He says he continued to seek God in the days of Zechariah. He was seeking God. He was do, living right, and God began to prosper him. God began to bless him. Amen? It's just what happens. Amen. You sow good things, you reap good things. Amen. You're sowing into the right place. You're sowing into an account that's not bankrupt. Even if this whole nation goes bankrupt, 
You're sowing into an account of a God, amen, that is not bankrupt. I promise you. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is your provider. He will provide it however he needs to. You've seen how he provided for the children of Israel in the wilderness. Water out of a rock, manna from heaven. You see how he provided for Elijah, amen. Fed him from a dirty bird, amen. God is a God that will provide, amen, no matter what. When people are jumping out of buildings because the economy is falling apart, you and I are going to be all right, and we're going to be believing God that he's going to provide. Are y'all with me today? Amen. Even if it means that the neighbor's fence falls down and all their cows come into our pasture. I don't know what it is. Amen. <laughs> or all the hogs run our way or whatever it may be. I don't know. By the way, we have hogs. I know y'all probably didn't know that. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're a bunch of city folk and God brought us to the country. We're trying to learn how to be country folks. Amen. It's just taking us a long time. But God's bringing us help. Some, some country boys to help us out and girls. Amen. I'm not too proud to say I don't, if I don't know something, I don't know it. You need to teach me. Amen. But I know one thing, I'm not going to starve to death. Amen. I'm just saying I'm not. I'll figure something out. God is good, amen? So we begin to see Uzziah's success, amen? Now, if you, I want to give you a little history real quick. King Uzziah became king at, at a very youthful age, okay? In other words, he, he, he became king at about, I believe it was 16 years old. Could you imagine becoming king of a nation at 16 years old? Could you imagine how this boy felt knowing that the whole nation was looking to him for leadership? You know, just me as a young pastor and knowing that all these people are looking to me for leadership and that in itself is humbling. Can I get an amen? amen. But this guy, this 16-year-old boy became king, amen, and he, the whole nation of Judah was looking to him for leadership, amen, as far as being the successor of his father and his grandfather, and that right there created him, amen, to begin to seek the face of God, amen, to begin to depend on God, are y'all with me today, for God's leadership, for his guidance, amen, and that's precisely what began to make him a good king. You want to know what makes a good leader? One that's relying on God. Amen. Not one that has it all figured out. Not one that knows every scripture or knows all the ins and outs. That's good too. Amen. But God calls. Amen. God equips the called. He don't call the equipped. Amen. And so this young man, amen, 16-year-old king, 
was at a point in his life where he was dependent upon God in every aspect for these decisions, amen, for all these situations, amen. He was relying on God. And as a result, God began to bless him. Some of us need to remember back, amen, where God began to release the blessing. Because that blessing was released because we were relying on him. Because we were seeking his face. Sometimes we're so blessed that the blessing just becomes normal. When a truckload of food comes in, we just think that's normal. Well, you ask the guys that were in the home with me when I started what we were eating. We ate some meatballs that weren't even really meatballs, amen, for every meal for a month and a half. Breakfast, lunch, sometimes dinner. You know, one of the most expensive parts about a ministry, by the way, is the food. And then the way that y'all work the electric around here, the electric bill is about probably next. <laughs> but God is good, amen? amen? The Lord provides. You start paying some $3,000 electric bills, you know what I'm saying? That's just one location. Somebody say, God is good. God. But here we are, this young boy, he's relying on God, amen. He's asking God for guidance in his leadership, amen, in his decision-making. And as a result, it made him a good king. You know, the Bible says 16 years ago, 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. Now, what we look at and what we see here is that King Uzziah started out his reign in humbleness he started it out with humility and guess what though he ended his reign in humiliation but subtly what had snuck into his life was something called pride The enemy that defeated Uzziah, amen, basically because he let his VIP status go to his head, amen, the enemy that defeated him was his pride. And the reason why is because he lost sight of the fact that God was the source of his power, of his prosperity, amen, and even of his popularity. See, I see it so many times. We come into this thing relying on God in our lives, in every aspect. And then all of a sudden, we get a little blessing. Amen. We get our minds back thinking right. We get a little weight on us. We get a little money in the bank. Or we get a little job or whatever we get. Amen. And all of a sudden, we forgot. Amen. Why? How all that took place. It isn't us 
that does it is God that does it. He is our provider. And I want you to know pride is a killer. It'll kill your spiritual growth. It'll kill your intimacy with God if you don't, amen, get a hold of it. Can I get an amen? amen. And it will sneak in subtly in your life as a blind spot. In other words, sometimes, amen, it begins to enter in and you don't even know that it's happening. You know, you want to know the reason why pride is so spiritually fatal? Because pride moves one to focus on self instead of Christ. In other words, pride enthrones self rather than the Savior. The Bible says this in Proverbs 16 and 18, amen. Pride goeth before destruction... And a haughty spirit before a fall. Are y'all with me today? And as we look into the life of King Uzziah, we must be warned that God's blessing can, amen, have the unintended result of pride if we're not careful. In other words, we've got to stay alert, amen. We've got to stay focused on the true source of every blessing. Amen. Are y'all with me today? So here he is. He becomes king at a young age. He's relying on God. Amen. The Bible says he reigned for 52 years. Amen. And he began to have some challenges. He began to have some troubles. Amen. According to the scripture. But he still had success in spite of the troubles. Verse 4 in, verse, in chapter 26 says, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God, as long as he sought the Lord, the God, God made him prosper. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. But what happens is sometimes we get blessed and we quit, amen, seeking the one that was the blesser. Or sometimes we start worshiping the blessing instead of worshiping the blesser. It's human nature. It's what happens if you're not careful. And it will sneak in. And it's an enemy that is deadly. We know that's what caused, amen, Satan to fall from heaven. That's what's causing Satan. You want to know why Satan will never make it into heaven? Because he will never repent. Why? Because of pride. He's going to a devil's hell. There's no doubt about it. Amen. The book, amen, describes what takes place. If you look at it, the Bible says there's six things that are detestable to the Lord. Amen. Seven. Amen. And actually, he begins to describe eight. And you want to know the one that's first on the list. Amen. Even before murder. Pride. 
In other words, that's his number one. Now, their sin is sin, okay? But that's number one on God's list right there. Somebody say, God is good. So here we are, we're looking at this. The basis of Uzziah's success was the fact that he was humble, he was obedient before God, amen, and he seeked the face of God, and God began to bless him. Some of you right now are seeking the face of God, and God is going to bless you. He's blessing you. He's blessing you with spiritual blessing. He's blessing you with financial blessing. He's blessing you, amen, with wisdom. He's blessing you with his presence. He's blessing you with favor. He's blessing you with relationships. He's blessing you with these various things in your life. Because you're seeking him. You're going to prosper if you're seeking him. There's no doubt about it. That's the type of God he is. But we can't forget. Somebody say don't forget. You know, the Bible says that Uzziah, he prospered in battle, right? God helped him against the Philistines. He helped him against the Arabians. Amen. He helped them against the Ammonites. He helped them in all these various ways, amen. As long as Uzziah walked with God, God fought his battles for him, folks. I'm here to tell you right now. If God is for you, who can be against you? Well, God's for you when you're for him. When you're seeking his face. When you're relying on him, he opposes the proud, but he exalts the humble. When you become let pride in and you become proud, you become an enemy of God. Because you're saying, I can do this without you. And sometimes when we get successful, we forget how we became successful. We forget who gave us the blessing. We forget who gave us the promotion. We forget who gave us, amen, these various things. It wasn't you within yourself. All you did was seek the face of God and God did the rest. How many of y'all believe that today? In other words, saints, we've got to remember to maintain a close relationship with the Lord if we're to be victorious. Look, the Bible says we don't war against flesh and blood. Amen. This is a spiritual matter. Our weapons aren't carnal. They're spiritual. In other words, if you and I are going to begin to be victorious in spiritual battle or spiritual warfare, amen, it's going to come through seeking the face of God. It's going to come through relying on God. The Bible says in James, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
You've submitted to the power that has the ability to overcome. Amen. Are y'all with me today? Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You've got to begin to walk in the spirit. You've got to begin to seek the one that has the power to be able to stand. And this is what began to happen in Uzziah's life. He was seeking God, and God began to help him defeat each and every enemy that he had. Amen. He never said you're not going to have an enemy. He never said you're not going to have any resistance. Amen. He never said that there would never be a weapon formed against you, but he said that no weapon formed against you. You will prosper amen but the only way it doesn't prosper is because God stops it from prospering you don't have the ability within yourself to be able to stop it from prospering it's got to be God that does it you don't stand a chance against the devil or any of his demons they'll run circles around you within your own strength they're, they're, they're supernatural. Are y'all with me today? And the only way you can battle that is in the supernatural. You can't fight something spiritual, amen, in the flesh. It doesn't work. In your own strength. You can't. And so here we are, Uzziah was relying on God, he was trusting God, and God began to give him victory over his enemies. He prospered him. He prospered him in all these ways against his enemies. He prospered him in buildings. He built cities in the land that were once occupied by the enemy. You and I are going to build, amen, buildings in cities that were once occupied by the enemy. That's what we do. That's our vision. That's our calling. That's our purpose. That's what we're going to do. Amen. But it's going to take God doing it. If God doesn't build the house, amen, it's built in vain. If God ain't in the house, amen, then we're in trouble. If God don't go before us in a city, we don't stand a chance. There's something called principalities, amen, and powers and wickedness, amen, in those cities that you've got to come up against, amen. There's a strong man in that city that you have to come up against, and it's going to take the power of God to break it. And we see this in the Old Testament in the natural, amen, but it's us, we shift it into the spiritual. The Old Testament is a physical depiction of what takes place in the spiritual in the New Testament. God is good, amen? So we prospered him in buildings. He built fortifications it says Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate and at the turning of the wall and the fortified he fortified them that's what the Bible says he built towers in the desert saints we're going to go to a place that's the desert and we're going to build towers And the Bible says he made in Jerusalem engines and invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones. 
He prospered in all these ways, amen. He had resources of water supply and cattle, amen, and vineyards, the Bible said, and herdsmen, amen. And not only that, on top of that, he had all these things, amen, and he had a good reputation. The Bible says if you're right with God, you'll even have favor among men, When you're walking with God, even your enemies will be at peace with you. Are y'all with me today? And the Bible says his name spread far abroad. Come on, guys. We're going somewhere. Amen. Amen. The name of Jesus is going to go far abroad. It's just going to have the banner of victory life on it. Because when they think of victory life, they're going to think of Jesus. If we don't let pride set in. If we don't forget what we're relying on. God is good, amen. You know, pride promotes self-sufficiency. Rather than God's sufficiency. You know, attitudes like, I can do it myself, or I don't need anyone else. Amen. This is common statements of people that are prideful. Or I want it my way. Hello. This is what the whole, this is what our culture screams these days. (laughs) Amen. You know, another reason why God feels so strongly about pride is that it has the capability of of, of destroying lives. It's like a ticking time bomb, amen. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall, amen. The message Bible says it turns out, it says this, first pride, then the crash, the bigger the ego, the harder the fall. You know, in other words, it's destructive. Amen? I want to share a verse with you real quick. Will you put this up there, Luke 18 and verse 9? we still got some decent time here. All right. I'll try to wrap it up pretty soon. And the word of God reads... And he also told this parable to some people who trusted in themselves. They were trusting in themselves. That they were righteous and viewed others with contempt. Next verse. Two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee. The other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and was praying this to himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. Swindlers, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing some distance away was even unwilling to lift his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. 
I tell you this, this man went to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Are y'all with me today? Amen. We see two characters in this story, one of them a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. Amen. These are two opposites. The word Pharisee, amen, means separated one. Amen. In other words, he took stock in his attempt to keep the law. But the tax collector in his own eyes, and as well as everyone else's, didn't have a leg to stand on. Amen. And they both approached the Lord in prayer. The Pharisees boast about his himself. Amen. And the work that he did for God. Somebody say God is good. good. Now real quick, you know, I'm going to get back to Uzziah. We're going to get out of here. I want to give you some ways that you can recognize, amen, pride that may be in your life. One of the ways is that you have a minimal prayer life. Because if you don't have a prayer life, that suggests that you're not actively relying on God. Are y'all with me today? In other words, when things get tough, it'll create us to rely on God. But what about when things are going good? It's easy to pray in desperation, amen, Amen. when we got some bad news from the doctor or we lost our job or our marriage is falling apart. But what about when, amen, the job is going great and the marriage is flourishing? Are y'all with me today? Because if we're not praying, it suggests that we're not relying on God and we're not aware of our need for him. Another one is weariness, amen. In other words, trying to do more than what God intends, which means that I'm not letting him order my steps throughout the day. Or what about a critical spirit? In other words, the act of bringing others down in order to lift myself up. God is good, amen? Amen. Or taking responsibility for success or accomplishments or financial prosperity. It may mean that I've lost sight of God's grace and his undeserved provision. What do you say whenever you get blessed? But you can't forget, the blessing can't come so common 
that you forgot like Uzziah. You know, when it comes to Uzziah, his pride was the beginning of his downfall. He became proud because of his greatness, because of his success, and because of his strength. Second Chronicles says this in verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. When he became strong, his heart was so proud. Put that back up there. That he acted corruptly. He was unfaithful to the Lord his God. For he entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Go to the next verse. Then the priest came. Then Azariah the priest entered after him. And with him 80 priests of the Lord. Valiant men. Thank God that God will pray. Bring somebody to speak into your life. And the king said to him. They opposed Uzziah the king and said to him, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priest, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful and will have no honor from the Lord God. That's a tough gig right there, amen. You know, a person might think after receiving so many blessings from God, that, amen, that Uzziah would have never fallen prey to sinful pride, amen. amen. But it snuck in in his life. It creeped in in his life. You know, sometimes the danger of receiving blessings from God is that if we're not careful, somewhere in the midst of the goodness, we begin to believe that we're receiving God's blessing because we've got it all together. Because we did something. Like we're a notch above the rest. But the devil is a liar. A man once, amen, noticed how easy it is to forget from whom the blessings have come. And the Bible says, amen, that at that point in time, leprosy struck King Uzziah. Can I get the worship team? Leprosy struck him. The Bible says, for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple to burn incense. Amen. And the priests went in after him. Amen. Go to the next verse. Verse. He says, but Uzziah was a censer in his hand for burning incense, was enraged. And while he was enraged with the priest, the leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord. Beside the altar of incense. Verse 20. Azariah the chief priest and all the priests looked at him and behold he was leprous on his forehead. And they hurried him out of there. And he himself also hastened to get out because of the Lord had smitten him. 
You know what's sad about this whole thing? He was successful. He was blessed. He, he, you know, he won battles. He built buildings. Amen. He, his name was great all over. But that pride stuck in. And he ended up dying in humiliation and dishonor. Leprosy. Leprosy. Now we know leprosy resembles sin. The Bible says in verse 21, put it up there. King Uzziah was a leper to the day of his death. And he lived in a separate house being a leper. For he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. He was successful on the throne. He was successful in spite of trouble. But he suffered because of transgression. Come on, stand to your feet.